What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast. I forgot what episode it is, but this is the Super Bowl edition, so we don't need episode numbers. It's twenty-something. Yeah, the day of the Super Bowl, we're bringing you a podcast because we're both off, and you know that's how things roll around here. We don't plan things. No, because they usually don't ever work out. What's the point of playing something when it's not going to work out anyway? Exactly. Before we get into the big game, there have been a couple news stories since we last Just a couple. recorded a podcast. <clears throat> the biggest one, including the trade of former number one overall pick Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams for a haul. Including... A former number one overall pick. <laughs> yeah, so the Rams acquire Matthew Stafford in exchange for Jared Goff, a 2021 third-round pick from this upcoming draft, and two first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. And what we okay. have been talking about here is how this trade – has messed up everyone else trying to trade for a quarterback this offseason. And the thing the thing is that the, the Rams had to trade all of that just to compensate for how bad Jared Goff's contract is. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm not sure the exact numbers, but it's bad. It's I think he's scheduled to make like 30 some odd million dollars. Right off the top of my head without looking. Hold on, I'll look real close. And going into um, Detroit, they obviously have a lot of issues. New head coach, new GM, but that's nothing new. That's um, absolutely nothing new. I did see on the, on that note that they have met with Calvin Johnson. That's good. Oh, oh yeah. There's a lot of Lions news here in the first There's couple a, minutes. There's a lot of Lions news. Jared Goff scheduled to make... Well, I mean, it's not great, but it's $25.3 million. So that's not terrible. That's, I mean, he's still making less than, like, Jim Garoppolo. To be fair, to be fair, in relation, Kirk Cousins is making $40 million this upcoming season, and they're basically the same quarterback. Sorry, Jordan. Aw, oh, Jordan. <laughs> you know nobody ever talks about how big of a dumpster fire the Vikings are? Yeah, I kind of leave that for Jordan to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, obviously the Lions have a, I guess you would call a Hall of Fame elect. Yeah. And uh, in uh, former wide receiver Calvin Johnson was one of the few that was announced to the twenty twenty one class last night. Stacked, um, absolutely stacked class. Oh, class is stacked. I personally. Was shocked he got in first ballot, but at the same time, I'm not. Yeah, I was. I, re- I remember saying on the podcast a couple, uh, probably a month or so ago, that I would be surprised if he got in. Not that he didn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer. I just. Is he better than Terrell Owens, who waited two years? See, that's the whole issue. It's like. T.O. should have been a first ballot. <clears throat> the only reason T.O. wasn't first ballot is because. He likes to run his mouth. Yeah. So, good on Detroit for talking to Calvin Johnson. Pay him his money. Yeah. And get him back in the good graces because 
Now with Matthew Stafford gone, this is three careers you have wasted, Detroit. Um, three. The thing is, is that with Calvin Johnson, he could probably still play today and be better than most of the receivers in the league. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I mean, let's see, he retired in what, 2014 at 29? I mean, he's not even that old. No, he's only, what, 36? Yeah, something around there. I mean, he could still play. He he played until, and Chad Ochocinco played until they were, what, 40? Yeah, so... If I mean I don't think he would ever come back, but I mean I don't either. I mean uh, I mean he's not coming back now, obviously. Has a Hall of Famer ever came back and played football after being elected to the Hall of Fame? Don't think so. Is that a thing? Can they do that? Um, <laughs> other members of the Hall of Fame class before we go back into some more Lions news because they were in the news this week. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning, obviously. Um, Nobody served it more, I would imagine, at yeah. this point. <laughs> had Drew, uh, Charles Woodson, Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson, the news of the day. We all knew that Woodson and Manning were getting in, and Calvin Johnson was a, was a mystery. But Drew Pearson, the news of the day. This just came out via Adam Schefter. Carolina's offer to Detroit for Stafford was the eighth overall pick, a fifth-round pick this year, and quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Y'all didn't come close to what the Rams offered. No. Y'all didn't come close. <laughs> and we about had him, too, until the Rams offered another first-rounder. The Rams were like, here, have our franchise. Which, honestly, I I don't know. A lot of Panthers fans that I've talked to were not happy about offering a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> But they're okay with offering three to go get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I don't understand our fan base sometimes. Um, but why are the Lions the theme of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, to start, uh, uh, the last Lions news, Kenny Galladay. Hurt the majority of last year. Free agent wide receiver. He turned down a deal a couple days ago from Detroit that would have paid him $16 million per season. <clears throat> Which is an insane number. I don't know what that would equal out to because you don't know years, but most receiving contracts are four to five. So, yeah. Let's see. Probably five years, eight, probably eighty-five million dollars or something. And still not as bad as what the Cowboys gave Murray oh. Cooper. Oh God! The football team's gonna have themselves a Kenny Galladay if they were willing to pay Amari Cooper almost twenty million dollars a year. So we also gonna talk about and what and and, 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 and the future podcast. We'll get in the free agency. We'll have our draft specials. Washington is a team to watch out for for a couple of receivers. Oh, yeah. Along with their massive quarterback need. For sure. There's a lot of teams that have that this offseason. Because the football team doesn't just need one receiver. They need, like, two. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and, there's, and, the, and then the, there's a guy that I keep hearing about for Washington, and uh, he's uh, he's actually playing tonight. 
and we'll get into him in a little bit. Indeed. Um, there was a report that came out yesterday about Carson Wentz. I'm not going to really go into it because I'm not sure on how truthful it is. Yeah. But it would send Wentz to Chicago. <laughs> and the Bears are going to bear. <laughs> yeah. I... I think Carson Wentz's best fit is in Indianapolis. I've been saying that all along. I I do agree, speaking objectively, that he would probably have the most success in Indianapolis. Just because I've said on this podcast, I've said privately to the guys, the reason the Eagles have a Super Bowl championship is currently the head coach in Indianapolis. Uh So... That's where I think why he would have the most success, even because when Frank Reich was the Eagles' offensive coordinator, that was Carson Wentz's MVP type season. Yeah, <clears throat> and probably would have won MVP if he wouldn't got hurt. <clears throat> but I mean, there are a lot of quarterbacks on the move. A lot. There's you obviously have Sam Darnold's in the mix because the Jets seem to be eyeing Zach Wilson, is what I keep hearing. You keep hearing Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, switching jobs. Yeah, that could be a possibility. <laughs> I think that could do wonders for Jimmy G. I do too. Um, um and I you- know Jordan. I don't know how he feels about this, but look who's behind the quarterback position at Minnesota. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. You have Adam Thielen. You have Justin Jefferson. So I think it would be a better fit. Uh, Kurt out in San Francisco would help them get back to where I think they're going to be anyway, no matter who's behind center. I agree. The only reason San Francisco didn't have a good year this year is because they were literally riddled with injuries. Yeah, they were one of the, if not the most injured team in the league this last year. Oh, 100%. Um, and I'm not a Jimmy G fan. Like no, I'm no, pretty no. sure he and Kirk Cousins are about the same quarterback at this point in time. Yeah, the only difference is Cousins is making forty million dollars. Yeah, and Jimmy G's slightly younger by a couple of years. Um, <clears throat> another name to keep an eye on is Derek Carr. Yep. And then there's the whole Deshaun Watson mishap. Basically, what it's going to come down to it is Deshaun Watson is going to hold out if the Texans refuse to trade him. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be ugly. I wouldn't be shocked if the league probably has to get involved in this. Yeah. I feel like that's probably what the the end result's going to be. Because it's bad. It's going to be bad. But we just wanted to touch on some of uh, that news before we get to the game. So, Super Bowl 55 from Tampa Bay, Florida at Raymond James Stadium. It will be the AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, against the team that plays in that stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rigged. Wait, what? No, 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 no. I just saw something via Adam Schefter that the Lions... Initial trade 
request for Matthew Stafford was Aaron Donald. The Rams said, nah. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Oh my, what? I, guess I mean, it, I guess you gotta try. I guess it doesn't hurt to try. That's obviously why the Rams went and tried to get Aaron Rodgers. And Green Bay shut that down, but wow. I guess you gotta try. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try, right? Nope. <clears throat> yeah, uh, back to the Super Bowl. Uh, the 14-2 and Chiefs and the 11-5 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's be honest. The Chiefs were expected to be here. They were. Everybody expected them to be here. Um, while the Chiefs did have some opt-outs, I don't really count them as a two-loss team because that second loss really don't matter. No. They weren't playing anybody. Their only loss to me this year was the first game against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I've said from the get-go, the Las Vegas Raiders are built to do one thing and one thing only, and that is beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. They're not, they're not really equipped to beat anybody else. As far for Tampa Bay, um, damn it, Jordan. Um, as far as for Tampa Bay, I said at the beginning of the year that they weren't going to win the NFC South, and they didn't. But I thought they had a better chance of getting to this point than the Saints did because the Saints always choke in the playoffs. Yes, yes, um, and it, it's crazy to me how Tampa Bay was a 7-9 team a year ago. They had Tom Brady, and now they're in the damn Super Bowl for the first time since 2002. So I guess my question is, how big of an impact culture-wise did Brady have on this team? Um. Well, I personally think he shut up all of the quote-unquote haters that said that it was Bill Belichick building this team in Tampa or New England for the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously half and half, but, like... Oh, 100%. But... All the Tampa, all the Tom Brady is a system guy. Tom Brady isn't going to succeed without Belichick. Yeah. That, that didn't last... No, I mean, and obviously he walked into the most weapons he's ever had in his entire career. And the thing is, is that Bruce Arians came out the other day and said he expects them to be even better next year. Yeah, I could see it. I don't see in any way, shape, or form that they don't dominate the NFC South next year. No, especially if Breeze retires, which he has not confirmed yet. Yeah, but that whole him dropping his salary yesterday kind of confirmed. To the vet minimum. Kind of confirm that. He dropped it to the veteran minimum to save Don't, them $24 I'm telling million you, all. people, do not sleep on Jameis Winston. Oh, I agree, 100%. Do not sleep on Jameis Winston because you are not going to – people are not going to tell me with a straight face that Taysom Hill is a better option at the quarterback position than Jameis Winston. The thing is is that they got to re-sign both of them. Yeah, they do, <laughs> and they got to restructure a bunch of deals too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, Tom Brady expects to be here, but yeah, I don't think a lot of people had Tampa Bay actually in this game at the start of the year. I know I didn't. 
no, I didn't either. I'm pretty sure I had the Cowboys. Yeah, in this game. I did too. We're not going to talk about that. No, we're going to move on. Act like I didn't say that. Sorry, Buddha. Um, I'm not sorry, Buddha. Your team sucks. <laughs> See, that's how we roll. I say sorry, Buddha, and Carl just drags on the Cowboys because Delby's not here to do it himself. Okay, your team doesn't suck, Buddha. Dak Prescott getting hurt kind of ruined your season. Your team is really good. Your defense sucks. Yes. <clears throat> um, my kind of whole thing with Tampa is how, like, yes, Tom Brady has been good. He has. But in my opinion, the reason they're in this game is because of their defense. Oh, 100%. They have top five defense in the league. And because you cannot run the ball against this team. And while their secondary isn't the gr- isn't the legion of boom, I mean, it's not terrible by any means. I mean, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Carl <coughs> Davis, Antoine Whitfield, it's a pretty good unit. And they're going to have to be good tonight if they're – they cannot have a repeat of what happened back in November. And I definitely don't think they do. Like quite literally, do the exact polar opposite times two of what you did in November and you, you'll be fine. <clears throat> you know, I, I, have a, I have a feeling that Devin White is going to have to cover Travis Kelsey all night. Oh, 100%. That, and I have some key matches here at the bottom that we're going to discuss in a little bit, and that's and that's one of them. But, uh, my By the way, listeners, uh, me and Ian are sitting six feet apart, and Ian is still the only one that hasn't sent his pick'em into the pick'em group yet. Yep, <laughs> because you and nobody knows mine yet, and it's a surprise to everybody. Aaron's the only one on the Chiefs so far. Um, just so y'all know, uh, I will. I, I'm actually going to tell you what Delby and Buddha's picks are at the end, along with ours. But it's interesting. <coughs> yeah, me and, me and Ian, me and Ian are roommates, and we had not discussed our Super Bowl picks until I told him mine about an hour and a half ago. Yep, and I, I wrote my prediction down at 2 in the morning last night. Ian, why were you up at 2 in the morning? I'm always Never up mind. at 2. I'm Never always mind. up at 2 in the morning. What are you talking about? Never, Never mind. <laughs> Don't. Never mind. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the NFC title game. He does that. They ain't winning. And... Green Bay couldn't capitalize because of how good Tampa's defense is. I, I, like you just said, if he does that tonight, it's going to be a massacre. But the thing is, is that nobody talks about last year how good the Chiefs' defense was in getting them to the Super Bowl. Oh, I agree. As we Their defense is not good this year. Uh, as we move on to Kansas City, uh, <clears throat> like we said, they expected to be here. They did. And honestly, moving forward, you expect him to be here for another two, three years, probably. Yeah, I mean, the team has no holes. What is an interesting thing to look at tonight is that they are without both of their starting offensive tackles. Yeah. 
which means their backups are going to have to start in the role. And here comes Ian's PTSD of the of the uh, afternoon. Um, the starting right tackle for the Chiefs tonight is none other than Mike Remmers. Mike Remmers, the GOAT. The last time Mike Super Remmers... Super Bowl 50 MVP. The last time Mike Remmers played in a damn Super Bowl was Super Bowl 50 where he got bodied, abused, and massacred by Von Miller. Yeah. <clears throat> I hate that. That was game. a long night to be a Panthers fan. Yeah, I'm tell me fan. about tell me about it. Um and the, and turning in, you have J- Jason Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett on the other side who are very good and Shaq Barrett is an elite pass rusher. Did the did the Buccaneers get Vita Vea back last week or is he playing tonight? He played in he played in the NFC title game and I haven't heard I anything, so. so I'm assuming he's playing tonight too. I could not remember. Big time Tampa Bay getting back Antoine Winfield. What's their other safety's name? Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, Jordan Whitehead. That's huge. Um as far as the Kansas City, uh, I believe they're getting Sammy Watkins back tonight. So, I think so. So that helps. Um because He'll play for Six snaps and get hurt again. Because Tampa Bay is going to attempt to take Tyreek Hill out. And they're going to have to. Key word in there is attempt. As you know, it's not going it, to. It won't shock me if the Chiefs come out and try to run the ball. Me either. My only issue with that is are they going to have any success doing it? Because Tampa Bay is the number one run defense in the NFL. I don't think so. I mean, they're. They can just do what the Bills did against them last week or two weeks ago and not run <laughs> Yeah, uh, and as we've talked about, and we'll get into the keys of this game, Tampa Bay is going to have to be able to run the ball tonight. Um, as far as Kansas City, as Carl said, their defense isn't the greatest this year. I mean, I don't really know of any impact player outside of Tyron Matthew. Chris Jones, maybe? Yeah, but he hasn't been that great though. He has not. Um. So I think that that's also something to look forward to is Tampa's weapons against this Chiefs secondary because Tyron Matthew is uh, what Tyron Matthew, Brashad Breland, Tarverius Ward, and Lajarius Need. Yeah, against Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Scotty Miller, or Scooty as we like to call him around here. Scooty! And Gronk. So, and um, then there's Tampa's the Chiefs, backfield. The Chiefs are pretty much middle of the pack in every defensive category this year. I mean, it's not terrible, but they're not where they were last no. year. Um, they, forced 30, they forced 16 interceptions and 13 forced fumbles this year. Um... <clears throat> They were better against the run than they were in the pass, but they didn't allow a lot of points this year. So, My whole thing with Kansas City is how much better they are than everybody else, but they never really blew anybody out. No. And it's not like they pulled starters this season at any point in time. They didn't need to, except for Week 17. No, so... Um, <clears throat> let's just go down the pass to when they got here. Tampa Bay... 
uh, they went all the way through all three rounds of the NFC. I think the first time we've had a wild card in the Super Bowl since the Green Bay Packers in 2010. Yep. Uh, they defeated the Washington football team 31 to 23 in the wild card round. Tyler Heineke, the goat. Yeah. I cannot believe Jordan actually bought that shirt. I can't. Um, it's, it's, it's the greatest thing ever. <clears throat> then they went on to defeat their rivals, the New Orleans Saints, in the division around 30-20 to 20 in a game that was not as close as that score looks. No. <clears throat> and then they defeated Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 31-26 to 26 two weeks ago in the NFC Championship game. Uh, there was a call during the last couple minutes of that game we're not going to talk about here because it was a terrible call. Not good. As far as on the Kansas City side, they had the number one overall seed in the AFC, meaning they did not have to play in the wild card round. They defeated the Browns twenty-two to seventeen in the divisional round. They defeated who? The Cleveland Browns. How? Is, that's not right. That's the not, Cleveland Browns. That's a typo. Who were a dumb play and a bad call away? From us the having Browns, a Cleveland and the Buffalo Browns AFC were title game. Legitimately in that game. All game. All game. <clears throat> they played them way better than the uh, Buffalo Bills did in the AFC title game. Chiefs defeated Buffalo thirty-eight to twenty-four in a game that was nowhere near that close either. Shout out Buddha for for realizing for seeing this coming. Oh my God! He said it for weeks. <laughs> Bills are going like to choke. Bills are going to choke. Bills are going to choke. Bills are overrated. Josh Allen's overrated. Literally, every time I talk about the Buffalo Bills, and now he's the first course onto the Kansas City Chiefs side of things, saying tonight is the night Patrick Mahomes is going to choke. <laughs> he cracks me up. Um, but he might have a point. He might. Patrick Mahomes did throw two interceptions in the <clears throat> in this game a year ago. <clears throat> and to be fair... The 49ers should have won the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> to be fair, the Houston Texans should have beat the, the Titans. Yeah. Or, <laughs> See, or, you have the Titans had a 10-point lead. The 49ers had a 10-point lead. But the Houston Texans had a 24 to nothing lead. And then let them rip off 51 unanswered. Dumpster fire. Understatement. Agreed. Um, the Chiefs, what's on stake for them tonight? Uh, they're looking to be the first team since the 2003-2000, sorry, the, between the Patriots teams from the 2004 Super Bowl and the 2005 Super Bowl <coughs> to uh, repeat. Huh, wonder who was quarterback on those teams. Tampa. Tampa, how about said Tampa Brady. Tampa Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. Plays um, in Tom Bay. Tampa Bay is looking for their second Super Bowl championship, their first since 2002. They defeated the the Raiders. The Oakland Raiders at the time. Yeah, I didn't want to say that because I stumbled over myself and I didn't want to mess up. Yeah, it happens. Um, let's get to some key matchups. Okay. Tom Brady against the Chiefs secondary. As we yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, it's... I mean, he's throwing the ball, but, I mean, yeah, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, Miller, you know. 
I'm not putting Antonio Brown in there because he's still questionable whether he's going to play tonight or not, but I feel like he's going to play. It wouldn't shock me if he ends up being the next factor tonight. Me either. So, Brady is in his 10th Super Bowl. I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell the listeners the stat. Okay. Okay. It's a crazy stat. You'll ever hear in your life. Tom Brady is more than is more likely to make a Super Bowl appearance than Stephen Curry is to make a three pointer. Oh my Jesus. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. He's been in like forty eight percent of of his seasons have ended with him being in the Super Bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> um and he tends to put up big numbers in this game. He does. Uh, uh, Super Bowl Fifty One in that twenty-eight to three comeback. Sorry, Austin. And then not Austin Kurtner, my friend Austin, who's a Falcons fan. Um, he put up over four hundred and thirty yards in that game. He put up over three hundred yards on the Legion of Boom in twenty fourteen, and in the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in twenty seventeen, he threw for over five hundred yards. The man slings the ball in the Super Bowl. He does. <clears throat> and with these weapons in Kansas City's issues in the secondary, I could see Brady having another 300-yard game. My question, my question is, is, does Tom Brady have to do that for them to win? No. I don't think so either. What Tampa Bay needs to do to win is I'm going to use Carolina as an example. Back in week eight, nine, whenever week week it was, Carolina went to Kansas City. We lost by two points. Yep. Why? Because our first two drives were more than 15 plays each. And took eight minutes off the clock both times. Dominate time of possession. possession. You know how to stop. You know how to stop a team with a great offense. Keep them on the sideline. So Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are going to be huge tonight. Leonard Fournette, especially because I don't think Ronald Jones is all that special. No. Um. Only thing is, Kansas City doesn't have the best linebacker core either. They're they're okay against the run, as I'm pretty sure they were like somewhere between 12th and 15th. But that stat can be deceiving because the teams they were playing were always generally playing from behind. Yes. So I was going to determine who gets off to a faster start tonight, but Tampa Bay is going to have to be able to run the ball effectively and be able to keep Patrick Mahomes and company on the sideline. And I don't want anybody to be conce- deceived. The fact that this game is in Raymond James is going to make a difference. Oh, yeah. There's fans there, guys. There's 25,000 fans. Gonna it's going to make a difference. There's 25,000 fans, and I guarantee you at least 70% of them are Bucks fans. Oh, and the fact that you're going to have your same sound guy running the sound, you're going to have the same personnel running all of the just everything that matters. Yeah, so it's going to make a difference. Tampa Bay is the first team in the Super Bowl era to play in the Super Bowl that the city that they play in is hosting, and it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a huge difference. 
just because Kansas City didn't get into Tampa until Saturday morning. Yeah. Because of... uh, (laughs) So, I think it's going to make a huge difference. And I also think that's why Tampa Bay is going to get off to an early lead tonight. Uh Uh-huh. I think the Chiefs are going to come out slow. And it might make a difference. Um... The only thing is, is that Patrick Mahomes is built to come from behind. Oh, 100%. He, they've done it in the past. <laughs> also, like we've talked about, Tom Brady can't turn the ball over tonight. No. If he turns the ball over three times tonight, it's over. Um, another matchup is interesting is... Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey against the Bucks secondary and the Bucks linebackers. It's got to be advantage Kelsey and Hill. I mean, regardless of how good Tampa Bay is, you can't, you cannot double team both of them. No, Tampa so, Bay. Here's the thing: is like you said, you can't double team both of them. But Tampa Bay's main focus is going to be. Not letting Tyreek Hill repeat what he did back in November. Yeah, there. I can't. There's going to be so much pressure on Devin White tonight to take Travis Kelsey out of the game by himself. Yeah, Tyreek Hill had 13 catches for 269 yards and three touchdowns back in November oh, when these teams met. Because they let off the gas and like took him out of the game. Yes, he could have easily broken <laughs> the record, which I believe is still held by Calvin Johnson. I think so. Um, as far as Travis Kelsey goes, it's going to be up to Devin White because I don't think they're going to put Levante David on Travis Kelsey because of the age. Well, I mean, Travis Kelsey ain't a spring chicken anymore. No, he's not. But I'm pretty I think, sure they're almost the same age. But I think de- I, I think Devin White's the better option. Just oh, that's also coverage. another crazy stat for you, for you folks. Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski are the same age. And they're probably the two greatest tight ends of the modern era. Agreed. Even though I still think the greatest tight end of all time is Tony, Tony Gonzalez. It's Tony Gonzalez, and I don't even think it's close. Um, who played for Kansas City for a long time. For a long time, and then went to Atlanta. He's, he gave Carolina's linebackers nightmares when he was there. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think Hill and Kelsey have the advantage here. Um, Tyreek, because of his speed, it's going to be a lot on... I would assume Sean Murphy Bunting gets this assignment. I would say so. Um, Antoine Winfield and Jordan Whitehead are the safeties that are going to be tested big time tonight. Um, it's also a situation with Antoine Winfield. He hasn't played since the divisional round, and he's a rookie playing the Super Bowl, having to yeah. patrol the field of the league's best offense. Oh yeah. Um, but but if they get Sammy Watkins back, and they have Nicole Hardman, it's it's no wonder that they're hard to stop. I mean. And that's not even taking into effect Clyde Edwards-Hilaire yet. No. 
I do think Kansas City is going to have trouble trying to run the ball tonight just because not only Tampa's run defense, but because they're missing so much up front. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the pass game out of the backfield, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's kind of another key matchup when you think about it. The Chiefs offensive line against Tampa Bay's pass rush. Yeah, definitely advantage Tampa Tampa Bay Bay pass rush. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vey, Shaquille Barrett, and even Levante David. I mean, he kind of gets up in the pass rush sometimes. Is Ndamukong Sue healthy? Yes. Okay. Yep, Ndamukong Sue as well. So, yeah, Tampa Bay has easily got the advantage up front on both sides. Tampa Bay's offensive line is no slouch either. No. I think they were a top, at least top 10 unit this year yeah. as a whole. And you can have the debate on who was the better left, who was the better offensive tackle this year, McKay Becton or Tristan Wirfs. Uh-huh. Um. So, yeah, I think up front in the trenches, Tampa Bay has got the advantage on both sides of the ball. I do. Um, as far as the quarterbacks, I have to give it to Mahomes because of who he is. But he is uh, – but he – but he is – but he is actually dealing with a turf toe injury that he says he's going to get surgery on in the offseason. Uh-huh. I'm going to give advantage to Brady. Yeah, I, 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 of course, can understand that because it's Tom yeah, Brady it's, in the Super Bowl. That's yeah, it's Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's basically all you've got to say. Um, when it comes to both sides of the receivers against the corners, I'm giving both advantages to the team's receiving cores. They're too good. I agree. <clears throat> I just think Evans and Godwin and A.B. and Miller and Gronk are way too much for Kansas City secondary. And vice versa. Hill, Kelsey, Hardman, Watkins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are too much. Um, whoever wins this turnover battle in this game is going to be the Super Bowl champion. Probably going to be whoever touches the ball last. That could also be a possibility. Um, I just hope it's a good game. I don't need a freaking Seattle-Denver game. Or Los Angeles-New England. Oh, please don't bring that up. Which is the worst Super Bowl I've ever sat through that Thir- I didn't even finish sitting through. Thirteen and thir- thirteen to three. It was it was absolutely horrendous. Alright. Go into the boys' predictions first. Okay. <clears throat> Nathan Delby has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As right. the 2020-2021 Super Bowl champions. Buddha. No surprise. Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the 2020-2021 Super Bowl champions. Did they send scores too? They did not. They just sent the... What? Bombs. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but okay. All right. Carl, prediction, the floor is yours. Tampa Bay, 23-17. 
I respect it. I think there's going to be a little more scoring than that, but I could see it being a low-scoring game. Based off the fact that we just talked about, I think Tampa Bay is going to come out and come out fast. Yeah. Um, I personally think they do. I think they get a lead going in the half. I think Kansas City, you know, does what the Chiefs do. They come back and make this interesting. And as much as this pains me, I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, man. 31 to 30. Man. Oh, we didn't discuss the fact that it's supposed to rain all day in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And why 31 to 30? Harrison Butker misses an extra point. Oh, that's painful. Because Harrison Bucker has been known to shank some extra points. Looking like me playing Madden. <laughs> Looking like everybody playing Madden on all yeah. Madden. What are you talking about? Everybody misses extra points. <clears throat> so, we all here have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. What in the world was that? <laughs> uh, um, I was looking back at something. Um... And for the friends of the podcast, our buddy Jordan has the Buccaneers thirty-four to twenty-seven. And 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 our other friend of the podcast, Austin Kurtner, has also has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So basically, the Chiefs are going to win. So basically, <laughs> nobody <laughs> is picking the Kansas City Chiefs. And I guarantee you, if it was any other quarterback playing, it would be the exact opposite way around. It would. Like if Aaron Rodgers is in this game, we're all we're all picking the Chiefs. That's just how it is. It's the Tom Brady effect. <clears throat> so if Brady wins this game, he will win his seventh Super Bowl in ten tries. Oh yeah, let's also get to the fact that there is no goat debate. No, <laughs> there's anybody no. that thinks there's a better quarterback that's ever played NFL football should never watch NFL football again. Like, I mean, you know, and obviously you're going to have the biased people, but... I'm a Colts fan! I literally cannot with some of the people that say Peyton Manning... Here's the thing about Peyton. He's the best regular season quarterback's ever played. Agreed. But in the playoffs, that man was ass. <laughs> Not good. Not good. I don't get it. I mean, he got dominated by New England more times than I can count. Yes. Except for 2006. Well, I mean, let's be real. In 2009, the Colts were playing the Mark Sanchez-led Jets in the AFC Championship game. Hey, 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 hey. Don't disrespect butt fumble. I ain't disrespecting butt fumble. I'm just saying. And... Basically, we got every other the time. Better team in the Super Bowl. The Saints were the better team. Unfortunately. So, still have to hear about the Saints talking about that Super Bowl. Like, they still act like it's relevant. Not relevant. I'm going to be real with you. I have a three year rule when it comes to Super Bowls. Like, if you've won it in the last three years, you can kind of flaunt it around. Oh, you know how I feel about this. Oh, you are much more stricter than I am. If it ain't happened this year, then it don't matter. 
So I have a three-year rule. And I have this three-year rule because all I used to hear about between our other boys was Buddha well, arguing about well, how it We don't... all know Buddha's got like a 28-year rule because the Cowboys haven't been relevant since he's been alive. Yeah. And he always used to give Dobie crap about talking about the Super Bowl. And I was like, so you mean to tell me if Dallas had won in 2017, you wouldn't have been talking about it? <laughs> and to be fair, Dobie doesn't even talk about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl that much. No. He talks about the current state of the team, which is trash. Ass. <laughs> I will give it this. The Colts definitely have the best front office of any of the teams on this podcast. Yes. The Eagles is a dumpster fire. The Cowboys have been a dumpster fire for decades. Carolina has been a dumpster fire for years and years and years. Y'all, I honest to God think that y'all would be so much better. If you just had a better GM. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Panthers did hire Scott Fitterer, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, hopefully this is a reset for but, y'all's organization. But let's be real. The combination of Marty Herney and Dave Gettleman, it was not it. No. <clears throat> I do think Fittiter is going to be a good hire. And from what I've gotten into about that he wants to be in on every deal. Mm -hmm. We talked about earlier what they offer for Matthew Stafford. They've been linked to Deshaun Watson. They've been linked to Carson Wentz. Wouldn't shock me to see them make a play at Derek Carr. They better not make a play at Jimmy Garoppolo, I swear. What about Cam Newton? How would you feel, Ian, if they bring Cam Newton back? I think that's not going to happen. I think that relationship is well beyond damaged at this point. Me too. Um, I would rather draft a quarterback at eight than bring Cam back. I would too because... I personally would rather, if the mock goes the way I think it goes... The only quarterback on the board at eight that we're going to have a shot at is Trey Lance, and I would rather have Trey Lance than Cam Newton at this stage in Cam's career. It's already, and you're not going to have to worry about it because Kyle Pitts is going to get drafted at number eight. You know, the more I think about it, the more it's not really terrible. It's not. He's a supreme athlete. He's at a be, position near he, uncomfortable by linebackers. Here is the thing, league. though. If we take him. If the NFL, if our coaching staff and our tight end coaching room can get him to block, yeah, it's over. Because Kyle Pitts is a bona fide wide receiver. And, he's just a really big. And wide I receiver. personally think that Carolina's going to let Curtis Samuel walk. I do, and they should. <laughs> if you take Kyle Pitts, you already have a replacement there. And if he shores up his tight end abilities, that takes care of another need. The only thing that might get y'all in trouble is next offseason. Yeah, next offseason is going to be bad. <clears throat> Robbie Anderson, DJ. You're going to probably need a quarterback if you don't take one this year. Prime. Uh, not pick up Brian. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think. DJ shouldn't be a free agent next offseason. If we, if we, if of course if we pick you pick up, up his fifth year, which you should, 
but that's still my whole thing is, and I saw this the other day about there are there were three receiving combos in the league this year that had a thousand yards apiece. Hill and Kelsey. Hill and Kelsey. DJ and Robbie. DJ and Robbie. Who is the other one? It was not uh, Edmonton Godwin. No. Oh, this gonna bug me. Who is it? Hold on. <clears throat> Metcalf and Lockett? I think so. I believe. Um I believe it's Metcalf and Lockett. Because it's not Julio and Calvin, because Julio didn't have that many yards. Yeah, because he was hurt all year. Yep. Yes! So, it was DK and Tyler Lockett, Hill and Kelsey, and Robbie and DJ. Something's out of place here. You got Mahomes and Russell Wilson on two of those three. And Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater on the other three. And DJ Moore would have had like 1,600 yards if Teddy Bridgewater learned how to throw the damn football. I can't count how many times he missed DJ running down the damn field. DJ Moore is deceptively fast. Yes, he is. And he's very good at creating separation. He's exceptional in the red zone. But, you know, when it comes to Carolina and their needs, still defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, the run defense got worse. Which we didn't even think was possible. <laughs> it got worse. And you're obviously not going to bring back. Basically, here's my thing. The only three people on this defense that I would consider safe are Brian Burns. Derek Brown and Jeremy Chin. Everybody Ever. else is expendable. Yeah. Um, maybe Dante. Maybe throw Dante in that list, but maybe. God, we re- we should have re-signed Bradbury. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Um. But outside of quarterback, our big I wouldn't really consider quarterback a need. It's an upgrade need, but not like a need yeah. like, oh my god, you need one like Jacksonville or the other teams. Um They gotta fix this offensive line. Offensive line, corner, tight end, safety, depending on where you're playing during Jen. I think they're gonna move him down the right outside what like Outside linebacker. Because I think you could have Chin, you could have Jermaine Carter Jr. if you decide to stick with him at the middle linebacker position because Tahir White had a, it and, and uh, Chin. So Chin, Thompson, and Jermaine Carter Jr. Oh, Shaq Thompson's overpaid, but we're not going to get into that. Um, the Colts have a quarterback need. And the left tackle need. Yep. Those are the main wide two. Wide receiver. And a wide receiver need. <clears throat> Colts have cat room. I would not rule them out on Godwin or Kenny Galladay. I wouldn't either. Um, 
Probably. I would not not rule them out on Curtis Samuel either. Even though I think Curtis Samuel is going to Washington personally. Um, but yeah, free agency this year is going to be nuts. I agree. The trade market is going to be insane. I think you're going to see more first round day one trades for the draft in April than you've seen in recent years. Because I don't see the Dolphins staying at three. No. <clears throat> Not when they don't really have a top knee there. Taking a wide receiver at three is insane to me. Yeah. The, or the top that I could see a receiver going off the board is Philly at six. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe Detroit at seven, depending on the court. Since they've got Jerry Goff, they're going to roll with Goff for a year. Yeah, they're not going to take quarterback. So you've got the top three receivers in the class, Chase Smith and Waddle. I think Philly and – because I think not only are the Detroit Lions losing Kenny Galladay, they're also losing Marvin Jones. Yeah. So they've got to take a receiver. But the Dolphins, whoever the Dolphins trade with, if they trade, is is of course trading up to get a quarterback. Because yeah. I think Lawrence is off the field. Field, <clears throat> oh my God. board first, followed by Zach Wilson, and then it's going to be who wants Justin Fields. Carolina. Is it going to be Carolina trading up from eight to three, which is probably the most likely option of any team? 49ers. The 49ers would have to give up a little a more lot. than we would. Um, also, depends what they do with the Kirk Cousins thing that's being thrown around. Uh, would anybody be shocked if the, if the Vikings tried to move up for a quarterback? No. No, but 14? Like, the teams that definitely need quarterbacks are Jacksonville, Chicago, Washington, New England, New England, and then there are teams that need futures at the position. Carolina, Atlanta, San Francisco, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, New Orleans. That's something people don't understand. There's a difference between, oh, you really need one right now, or you're screwed, or you can get one and develop them. That's what people don't seem to understand about the quarterback position to me. I I have a feeling that Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts next year. Oh, I do too. I'm getting that feeling. I think think if Carson Wentz does not get traded to Indianapolis, Jacoby Brissett's getting re-signed, and he'll be the starter. Yeah. Because Jacob Eason's not ready. From everything that I've seen reported, he's just not ready. No, and I don't think you should draft another quarterback that's not in the first round and give up on Jacob Eason. Exactly. But... He wasn't even active last season. No, I I just don't think he's ready yet. So, basically to me, the only thing that's for sure in this draft is Trevor Lawrence going at one overall to Jacksonville. Agreed. Everything else is who knows. 
It's going to be a crazy night in, a- in late April. Yeah. But as far as tonight goes, like, we all have Tampa Bay, which is Carl said, meaning Kansas City is going to win this game. Kansas City is going to win. Um, all I'm hoping for is a great game, no severe injuries. Like I, said, like I told him, it's the last game of NFL football until September because we don't count preseason, even though I don't think there's going to be one anyway. So all I'm hoping for, great game, no injuries, no controversial calls, please. Please. No controversial <clears throat> calls. I do not want to have to hear about that all damn off season. You know what I can't wait for? What's that? The piss break I'm going to get during the halftime show because the weekend sucks. <laughs> you say the piss break? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the theme about the halftime shows. I literally could care less. I don't care. Like, I really... The weekend hasn't been relevant. If this was like two years ago, sure, but... <clears throat> yeah. Oh, um... by the way, if you're listening in the state of Virginia, sports betting is legal now. Go make money. Yeah. Um, before we go off, I do want to touch across the NFL honors last night. Um... Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Are we surprised by this? No. No. Offensive Rookie of the Year was Justin Herbert. Are we surprised by this? No. no. Unless you're a Vikings fan. And at least Jordan knows. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Justin Jefferson was excellent. But <clears throat> Herbert broke multiple rookie records, had multiple 300-yard passing games. And I'm not just saying this because he's a... Because I'm an Oregon fan. I'm just... Quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. I'm just saying that quarterbacks are going to win that award over Cam wide receiver. It's just plain as day. Defensive player of the year is where the controversy comes in. Yeah. For, uh, between a lot of people. Uh, it went to Aaron Donald, where, like, everybody and their brother, apparently, with T.J. Watt. And, yes, J.J. Watt. That means you, too. Literally. Because um, he went off on... Social media last night. Should TJ Watt have won the award? Yeah. Probably. But as Carl has said multiple times, Aaron Donald is going to win that award when, whether until he retires when he doesn't want to win it anymore. Exactly. He's too good. He's the best player in the NFL. I would agree. I 100% agree Aaron Donald is the best player in the National Football League. Uh, defensive rookie of the year was Chase Young. No arguments, even As for expected, me. The gap, the the vote gap was a little bit more substantial than I thought it was going to be because German Chen did yeah a hell of a year. Yes, he did. It's also but, the fact that Carolina needs to put him out of position and stick with it. Agreed. <clears throat> um. Oh, interesting thing about the defensive rookie of the year voting: Chris Mortensen split his vote between Chase Young and Jeremy Chen. Which I respect. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry won Offensive Rookie of the... Not Offensive Rookie, excuse me. Offensive Player of the Year. Um, yeah, deserved 2,000-yard rushing season. He deserved it. Yeah. Uh, comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. What we really need to talk about is the fact that it wasn't unanimous. Somebody's an asshole. Like, that is a joke. 
Guarantee it's a Pittsburgh beat writer. Too. Yeah, because that one vote was for Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah. All I, is, all I know is that person who voted for Ben Roethlisberger better pray it doesn't come out who it was. <clears throat> uh, coach of the year was Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. I like it. Well-deserved. And assistant coach of the year was Brian DeBull, offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Be a head coach probably next year. Yeah. Well, season after next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I think I also gotta kinda applaud the NFL because during this COVID whole thing, they didn't have one game cancellation. <clears throat> and they actually got to tonight. Yeah. And I didn't think at one point they wouldn't get to tonight. No, I remember sometimes in, like, last July, June, we were discussing not having a football season at all. Yeah, so I applaud them for getting here. I think everybody is active tonight. Yeah, I don't think they have any COVID issues. I kind of know the Chiefs had two. But I think they, they've both been cleared. Yeah, since. so um, I think all hands are on deck for tonight. It should be a fun one. On another side note, NCAA football. Back again. It's coming back in a few years. And I can't get, I can't with the people that are like, oh my God, years. I was like, well, do you want a shitty game like Madden or do you want an actual good game? That is my worst fear that they're just going to take the same in that they used in Madden into this game and it's going to be terrible. Here is my thing. You know, outside of, you know, everything with Madden, you know what Madden really needs next year? Please, for the love of God, get a better soundtrack. <laughs> Please? Like, the like who wants... in the hell decides his soundtrack? It must be the same idiot that runs the TJ Maxx playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, don't, don't you dare disrespect Barcelona. That's the The Boys theme song. And they took it off. So, yeah. idiots. I was not expecting that. That was pretty damn good. It's bad. It's so bad. But we're going to log off. That was our Super Bowl game day podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoy the game tonight. Don't do anything Stay stupid. Safe. Stay safe. And uh, enjoy who you're hanging out with. But stay safe as always. That was Carl. This is Big E. This was The Boys Podcast Super Bowl Edition. We will see you all in a few weeks for off-season news. The boys out.